Pardon the interruption, Kevin. I've got to take a break. What's going Chinese on? rhymes just filled <laughs> me to the core. Chinese rhymes is pretty good. Pretty good. It's really good food, but it's nothing that you would expect at a Chinese restaurant. I know. You have uh, meatballs and spaghetti. Tacos. We had tacos. Tacos. <laughs> meatloaf. Yeah. I mean, man. International. I, I have, I've been to South Korea. I've never been to China. But if I went to China, I don't think I would be expecting meatloaf and spaghetti and meatballs. Maybe there's like, maybe there's like a Chinese place, but they have American food. Maybe like an American rinds, but it's all, <laughs> it's all or Chinese rinds, but it's all American stuff. Yeah, I mean, you walk into Chinese Ryan, first of all, you got Conway Twitty singing some songs, followed by Garth Brooks, and then Jason Aldean. Um, just, just not what you would expect. Like I said, good food, mm-hmm. but just not the atmosphere you would expect at a Chinese restaurant. So, uh, But man, I, I'm stuffed. It's um, so good. Not quite as stuff as I was after I <laughs> ate that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Told you, it was the truth. I watched that video that you did on Facebook the other day, and I said, you know what? I'm going to have to sin against the Lord. I'm going to have to go against the Lord's chicken and taste this sandwich that everybody has this craze about. And, you know, yesterday after going to Northeast Jones to a sign in there, uh, jumping to Raleigh to interview my player of the week in the Raleigh area, and then going to vote, I was coming back into Laurel, and I saw that the line wasn't too bad at Popeye's. So I said, I'm going to roll in there and taste this sandwich and try it. Brought the sandwich back to the office, took one bite of it, and said, my goodness, that was a good sandwich. Yeah, I, I have to I have to say, I went full Barstool Sports in my video. Uh, my wife recorded it, and I gave the... Chick-fil-A sandwich, a 7.2, because you don't use round numbers. Using round numbers is rookie score. And then I gave the Popeye's chicken sandwich an 8.7. It KO'd Chick-fil-A. And yeah. deservedly so, it was good. Yeah, very good. Um, there's only one other truer statement I can make. What's that? Epstein didn't kill himself. Here we go. I just had to, with everything that's going on, with all the memes we're seeing on Facebook, I had to drop that line in there. Just had to. Makes for a good podcast. It wouldn't be a great podcast if you didn't have that in it. Just saying. 
Welcome to our Sports 601 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 12. We promise you we will not go into any more conspiracy theories. I'm your host, James Pugh. I cover sports at sports601.com and the Laurel Impact for Jasper, Jones, Smith, and Wayne County. And to my 12 o'clock, who covers sports for us at sports601.com and the Hattiesburg Impact in Forest Lamar in Covington County, Kevin Lindsay. Well, Kevin, uh, I have entered a new curse. Oh, really? Yes. You know, for several weeks, uh, for about five or six to be exact. It's not the three loss curse anymore. No, it's it's not the three loss curse anymore that I was continually going through week after week after week. I think I've started a new curse, but it's not that bad of a curse, though. So from going to having three losses every single week, I have... For the second week in a row, have lost two games. So you're going so down. I'm going down. But are the wins going up? No, not okay. this week because I didn't have that many games. I had a lot of uh, you know cross coverage games and, and cross county rival games. So uh, I went seven and two this week or this past week. Uh, I'm seventy four and twenty eight overall. I have a 72.54 winning percentage up from 72.04 from last week. Kevin, I think you've started an even better curse. Yes, I have. It's not a curse. It's a blessing. Yeah. I have uh, started with only one loss for two weeks in a row. Uh, I went 11 and 1 this, this past week. I bumped up my winning percentage. We're in the final week. I need two more percent to get to 75%. I'm 73.08 on the season going 11 and 1 this past week. So, pretty proud of myself. I only missed the yeah, one I want to be the first to congratulate you for jumping me. Yeah. So, right yeah. So, doing good, doing good. Hopefully, uh, both of us can finish out this regular season with the games that we have left of some of the games that are regular season finales. Hopefully, we can finish it out and then have a good run in the playoffs as well. Uh, Kevin, let's talk about some Week 11 games. Uh, I'll first start with the game that I was at last Friday night, and that was uh, Newton County at Northeast Jones. Uh, the Cougars pulled off a 35-7 to win against Northeast Jones. Uh, the good news for Northeast Jones, they're in the playoffs. The bad news is they'll have to face an undefeated uh, South Pike in the first round of the playoffs. So having that loss against Newton County kind of hurt them as far as who they would play in the first round of the playoffs. And obviously they got the tougher of – probably any of the opponents in 4A, to be honest. Uh, South Pike is a, a really good team, ranked high in the state, uh, so that'll be a big game for them this coming up week. Bay Springs defeated Heidelberg in a Jasper County rivalry game 20-6. to Bay Springs will get the three-seed spot in that region. Uh, Heidelberg will get the four-seed spot. You had uh, Laurel defeating Wingfield 47-14. to uh, Raleigh, big win over Velma Jackson, 28-21. to uh, Velma Jackson came in this game uh, with a much better record than Raleigh did. Uh, but, you know, as I talked to uh, – 
Coach Chad this week, you know, I mentioned that your guys' record is very deceptive. Y'all are a very good ball team for the record that y'all have, and uh, they got a big win against uh, Velma Jackson. The only thing about that game, though, is they had to beat Velma Jackson by more than 11 points to jump them in the standings, and even though they got the win, they did not get to the number of points uh, that they needed to uh, came very close. Uh, they had a pick six at the final play of the game. Velma Jackson was going for a Hail Mary pass. Obviously, they were down a couple points. And our player of the week, Perkins, get Perkins, as they call him, uh, stepped in front of the Hail Mary pass. And uh, he told me, kind of joked with me, he told me his teammates, as soon as he caught the ball, his teammates were telling him, just get down, man. We've already won the game. He said he looked downfield, and it was nothing but – but open grass, and he just took off running and got a pick six as the buzzer sounded. Um, if they had gotten the two-point, if they went for two, obviously they couldn't because it ended the game and they yeah. were already ahead, but they could have come close to the points that they needed but just didn't get there. Uh, but it's still a big win for Raleigh there in the playoffs. Uh, Forest Hill mathematically eliminated South Jones' hopes of making the playoffs. They defeated the Braves on the reservation 33-16. Stringer, a big winner over Sacred Heart 42-7. to Tricky situation in that region. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Taylorsville, as I say every single week, continues to roll. They defeated Mize 41-6. Taylorsville will be the number one seed uh, coming into the playoffs this week. Uh, Wayne County got a big win over Long Beach 48-7. West Jones picked up another win. Still remain undefeated in the regular season. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But West Jones defeats Jim Hill 49-22. And, of course, Civil Bay Academy and Wayne Academy had first-round buys in the MAIS playoffs. Uh, Kevin, can I talk about the games that were in your area? Yeah, the biggest one, obviously, is the first one that I'm going to talk about. Oak Grove defeated Pearl 31-7. Was not expecting that. Was not expecting a... Uh, wide, that wide of a gap, I should say. Not that I wasn't expecting a good win. I picked them or believed win. But, um, yeah, Oak Grove defeating Pearl by that by that much of a score is big. All but locks Oak Grove into a second seed. We'll talk a little bit about that more, a little bit more about that later. Uh, you had Pedal. They locked up the region 6A, uh, their region, by defeating George County 42-7. Uh, Jackson Prep defeated Presbyterian Christian 49-20. Hattiesburg stays alive. They defeat Gauthier 45-21. Perry Central defeated North Forest. Doesn't matter, though, because North Forest is still in the playoffs. But they defeated North Forest 20-8. West Marion ended seminary season on a somber note. They shut out the Bulldogs 40-0. Collins defeated St. Patrick put themselves in a place uh, for the playoffs, 32-13. Poplarville also ended summer all season on a somber note. They defeated the Bobcats 35-0. Richton uh, took care of business over Mount Island, and this score kind of sent everything into uh, a frenzy as far as playoffs in 1A. They defeated the Pirates 45-24. Stone ended Forest County Ag season, and they wrapped up the four seed in the 4A division, 48-20. Stringer and Sacred Heart, the game that I was at. Uh, Stringer, as of Friday night before I left the football field, I had all but locked up a playoff spot. 
But I found out later, uh, after I wrote the article, after <laughs> it was through, and after all the Friday night scores were over, that because of other events, they did not lock up a playoff spot. So not trying to be intentional fake news, people. Uh, but they did defeat Sacred Heart 42-7. to Got to give it up to Sacred Heart. They were playing when I believe it was 18 players total, and they fought to the very end. They scored that touchdown late and uh you know they're still weird on the season but but they are trying they are they're definitely definitely uh, have no quit in them but that was my friday night uh as far as things went so let me ask you a question uh which game was more surprising to you or let me say which score was more surprising to you the Oak Grove win over Pearl 31 to 7 or the Petal win over George County 42 to 7 probably the Oak Grove win over Pearl uh, that that score being 31 to 7 okay. if you if you just looked at it on paper you had Petal and Petal and Pearl go to overtime I believe it was Petal beats Pearl by a point and then a month and a half later uh, pedals wrapped up as district champs because if, if you looked at this uh, four weeks ago, Oak Grove was by most media outlets they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and now Oak Grove because of that win, if they beat Northwest Rankin Friday night, they'll be the two seed. <clears throat> so that was probably a little bit more surprising than the pedal George County score. I know you. I haven't covered George County at all this year. I, I watched did. them play at the beginning of the season when they came to Soso to play West Jones. And um, let me say this: for George County to even be in the discussion in that 6A region as a possible playoff team and a, a possible higher seed at one point. At one point, yes, at one two point. Seed. Um, was very shocking to me because West Jones kind of handled business against George County. Now, George County came out, you know, kind of rocking on all cylinders against West Jones. I think jumped out to like a 12-0 lead or something like that. Uh, But just West Jones fought back and kind of rolled after that uh, and picked up that win. So um, I would have to agree with you, you know, after seeing George County play, like I said, I'm surprised several weeks later that they were in the discussion in that region. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I think uh, the Oak Grove Pearl game is probably a little bit, a little bit more surprising to me than the big win uh, Petal had over George County. And I've seen Petal play once this year, and I, I, I told you during that game, I said I think Petal can go far this year. Just the running backs they had in that game, just it seems like they could do no wrong. Just every single play, no matter where, what side of the field they ran, or if they ran up the middle, just would get seven or eight yards of carry. And uh, just knew that they were going to be a good team moving forward if they can continue what they had started that night that I watched them. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. That, that Oak Grove uh, Pearl game is, is probably the, the, the most uh, surprising of the two. Right. Well, Kevin, let's, uh, before we get into week 12, let's, let's kind of talk about some soccer and basketball. And, and I say that because last night we got a chance to kind of step away from football for just a few minutes because uh, both basketball and soccer season kind of started earlier this week, and we got a chance to cover some some schools playing. Uh, you covered a college basketball game. I covered a high school soccer game last night. I was at Jones College where a really great atmosphere for a high school game. Uh, Northeast Jones was able to get permission uh, from Jones College to play 
this uh, game versus Laurel in a county rivalry game there at Jones College. Like I said, it was a really cool atmosphere. Uh, the girls for Northeast Jones picked up a 2-0 win against Laurel, and the boys picked up a 3 to nothing win against Laurel. Um, you know, we haven't really been able to dive into – soccer and basketball season see what teams got what so far just because we're kind of at this moment immersed into football uh, as the regular season wraps up for some and playoffs begin for others um, but just being able to watch northeast jones and laurel last night i i do want to commend the laurel uh, golden tornadoes uh, the, the girls soccer team especially uh you know kind of where they've been in the past couple of years uh just have not been consistently good, um, have really not been that great at all, to be honest. Um, they showed promise last night. I, I was excited to see a uh, really close game with Northeast Jones for, for the Laurel girls. Um, just just seeing more awareness on the field of what to do in certain situations. Uh, it looked more like they weren't just kicking the ball around. They were actually trying to be strategic in what they were doing. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe it's just me being excited for soccer, but I think I think it was good to see Laurel girls have a little bit. I wouldn't say success that it went the ball game, but but to to go into halftime against Northeast Jones girls, a, a team that's predominantly in the playoff every single year, to see that game tied at zero zero at the half, I, I was uh, I was pleased to see that. Uh, Northeast Jones girls, they are very young this year. They only have one senior and one junior on the roster. Um, they have five seventh graders that either are starting or have uh, are, are getting significant playing time. So uh, in the next couple of years, they'll be really good. They're just going to probably go through some growing pains this year, much like last year. Um, Northeast Jones boys return pretty much everybody. Uh, so I expect them to have another uh, pretty decent season. Uh, I know last year they got defeated in the first round of the playoffs. That's just because they, they play a really good team in the first round, and sometimes that just happens. Uh, so we're really excited for Northeast Jones soccer. And then for Laurel, like I mentioned, girls already. And then uh, Laurel boys will be competitive like they are every year. We'll pull out wins here and there So uh, in region play. So I'm excited for soccer season as it uh, starts to get into full swing. Uh, Kevin, talk about the basketball game that you were at. Yeah, uh, we had Southern Miss. They took on Delta State at Reed Green. Got the victory 90 to 71. I should note, this was the first regular season game for Southern Miss. This was not the first regular season game for Delta State. Uh, because they are a D2 school, their season does not start until this Saturday. Uh, they will play in, in a classic uh, kind of tournament style uh, ordeal for them. Still, though, this started the Jay Ladner era. Uh, most people, if you listen to this, you probably know that name. He took the Jones College Bobcats to, I believe, the national championship, correct? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> took them to the national championship and uh, this was just a good solid win Um, I just want to challenge Southern Miss fans to show up to to Southern Miss to support Ladner Um, not, not complaining at all 
about it, but he deserves the support. This team, I think, has a chance to be solid. I'm not saying that they're going to go in and, and upset someone in the tournament or anything like this, but but you had Richard Jr. <coughs> excuse me. You had Richard Jr. Uh, Bobin Jack Donnelly. He scored a game Say high. That again. Jack, <laughs> Jack Donnelly, I believe is how you say it. Not exactly. That is an interesting name. Right He's there. from London. Um, but he I kind of want a name that's hard to pronounce and hard to say. Right. But he had a game high, 29 points and 10 rebounds. Interestingly enough, he had, I believe it was only 31 or 38 points all season last year. So, uh, Jay Ladner definitely said he wanted to get him in, into the game. They had a couple of guys that were out uh, due to sickness. But uh, he really – Bobo really stepped up. Uh, you also had uh, Jay Malone. He had a game-high 10 assists in that win, uh, in that 90-71 win over Delta State. The fighting okra, I was told – I was told that the players prefer to be called the fighting okra over the statesman. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Somebody uh, – they didn't they – didn't. They didn't call you out on Twitter. No, they didn't. They, they didn't called call somebody you. else out that kept using right. the name so, Delta State. But, yeah. So, uh, and to the, be honest, I didn't know they would prefer being called that over Delta yeah, State. Yeah, because yeah. I actually looked it up as I was writing my recap. And um, the, that's their unofficial mascot. And I didn't realize this. I just went down a, I just went down a rabbit hole where I just want to mention this. Uh, the Fighting Okra mascot randomly shows up on campus. And games, it's not like a set set deal. Wow. They have their official mascot, which is the Statesman, uh-huh. but the Fighting Okra will just okay. randomly pop up. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. I did not is see it just during Okra season. I don't know. I don't know when <laughs> Okra season is, but but no, I did not see the Okra at the game last night but uh no I, I all that said though uh, i'm excited to be able to cover southern miss basketball excited to see what uh ladner does with that team our team has some potential he he did stress last night their young team mm-hmm. not to you know get ahead of themselves uh there's still work to do but still, a good one as far as far as the high school level goes. I haven't been in any games yet. Uh, we do have some teams that are doing well already. Uh, with with basketball, we have three dandy dozen players in in my area. You have Hayesburg's Cameron Brown, who's a guard. Uh, Caleb McGill from Petal, uh, he's a center. Uh, I've heard a lot of chatter on this kid. He's a center, really good, really good kid. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. And also uh, Traylon Smith, he's a guard from Petal. So three dandy dozen players from my area. So I, I'm excited to see what high school basketball brings. Uh, in my coverage area. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, soccer season, basketball season are, are in the same same time frame. So, you know, it's kind of hard to, to, to try to cover both of them equally. We just kind of look over the schedule and say, okay, this is, this is a big game, so I'm going there. And some weeks that means you'll cover two soccer games and one basketball, or sometimes that means you'll cover – Two basketball, one soccer. You just kind of never know. So, uh, but I'm excited to to for the season coming up. Uh, obviously, I'm still excited. Football season still going on. I think football can be year round, and I'll be happy with that. But obviously, it can't be. But uh, 
yeah, I'm excited to, to be able to kind of branch out and cover some other sports uh, as the seasons kind of go along. Uh, let's shift back to football. Like I said, I love football. Let's talk some more about football. We are entering week 12 of the season. Um, we'll kind of talk about where we're at and what games we got going on and, and kind of the situation that each team will find themselves in. Uh, Thursday night, this game has been moved from – it was originally scheduled for Friday night. It's been moved to Thursday night. Uh, West Jones, 10-0, will be hosting 1-10 Wingfield. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, West Jones has an opportunity to finish the regular season unbeaten. This will be, if they are able to accomplish this, which I think they'll very easily uh, accomplish this with the win over Wingfield, uh, but they will have five uh, regular season unbeaten seasons. Uh, the last one was in 2010. Before that, it was 2009. And before that, it was 2003 and 2002. And then, of course, with 2019, that will make five. So uh, that's where I'll be Thursday night just to kind of see everything unfold and be able to uh, witness the celebration there as West Jones finish up the regular season uh, unbeaten on the year. Friday night, I will be um, at the Taylorsville Union game. Uh, very excited to see this game. I haven't seen Taylorsville play in a couple of weeks. We've uh, had to been kind of everywhere else, everything else going on, and obviously every single team that Taylorsville plays, it's a blowout, so you kind of want to go to a game that's a little bit closer, but I'm ready to get some boots on the ground uh, and, and watch some uh, Taylorsville football. They will, host, they will play Union in the first round of the playoffs, um, so that's going to be a good game, and I'm going to hopefully be there to see. I say good game. I know Taylor's going to win uh, pretty handily, but uh, just excited to be able to see some Tartars football. Uh, Friday night, Kevin, where will you be? I will be at Oak Grove. They are hosting Northwest Rankin. Uh, Northwest Rankin comes into this game 3-7, and seven, Oak Grove 7-3. and three. Don't let that record fool you. Northwest Rankin's three wins are in district, so it could put a little bit of chaos in it. If Northwest Rankin pulls the upset, they win by a certain amount of points, yada, yada, yada. I feel like Oak Grove is going to win this game. I don't see why they won't win this game, but I'm going to be there because uh, they can lock up the two seat with this win. So that'll be a big big deal for them. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. If you would have looked a month ago, most Oak Grove fans probably would be worried if they were going to make the playoffs. And now they're probably going to lock up the two seed. So, well, I was going to tell you, I would I would hope that you would pick a seven and three team to beat a three and seven team. But being that this region has been just chaotic, right? You know, uh, anything can happen. So, and, and I say that too because I say this. Northwest Rankin only lost a pedal by a touchdown. So anything can happen. Uh, obviously, pedal's rolling now. Oak Grove's rolling. Uh, so, but yeah, you never know. You yep. never know. That's why they play the game. Right. Uh, some other games that you might want to mention in your area? Yeah, Silver Bay Academy will be hosting Carroll Academy. Carroll Academy is 9 and 2 on the season. Silver Bay is 4 and 6. This will be the second round of the 3A MAIS playoffs. And then you have another MAIS playoff game. Uh, Cathedral 8 and 3 travels to Wayne Academy, who is 4 and 5. Uh, first round of the playoffs for Bay Springs, they will travel to Scott Central. Bay Springs is 9 and 2. Scott Central is 8 and 2. Uh, you know, 
with that lost enterprise a couple weeks ago and talking to Dan Brady after the game, he knew that that loss was going to put them in a tough situation in the first round of the playoffs. Rather than playing a team that you you wouldn't label a cupcake, but right. a, a little bit more easier game because of that loss, they knew that they would have to play, face a really good Scott Central team, and, and that will be the case in the first round. Uh, Heidelberg will travel to Philadelphia for the first round of the playoffs. Heidelberg is 4-7 and seven on the year. Uh, Philadelphia is 10-1. and one. Uh, Laurel wraps up the regular season. Uh, at home versus Jim Hill. Jim Hill's two and eight. Laurel's eight and two. Northeast Jones, with their loss to Newton County uh, last week, um, kind of put them in a, a tough situation. They will have to face a really, really good South Pike team. It was 11-0 in the season in the first round of the playoffs. That game will be at South Pike. Uh, Raleigh will travel to Kemper County. Raleigh's five and five. Kemper County's three and seven. Uh, like I said, got to talk to the coach. Uh, this week, and he mentioned that uh, you know in 2006 when Raleigh had a really good season, I believe they ended 13 and two. 2016. 16. Did I say six? Yes, you said okay. 2006. Well, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> that you know, yeah. So uh, you know, most most people in Raleigh remember this game and remember the heartbreak of that really good season and, and seeing it end uh, versus Kemper County. So he said that, uh, you know, the kids may not remember this game from 2016, but a lot of the people in Raleigh do remember this game. So they're hoping to go down there and take care of business and uh, get some sort of revenge against Kemper County. Uh, South Jones will end the regular season. They will travel to Natchez. South, jo- South Jones is three and eight on the season. Natchez is four and six. Uh, we'll talk about this game a little bit more than we have the others just because of the region situation we got. You got six and five Stringer traveling to Richton, who is six and five. And Kevin, hopefully I'll get this correct because, like I said, it's been a mess from the beginning. Uh, Stringer beats Richton there in the playoffs. Right. That's a lock. That's the simple part. That's the simple part. If Stringer loses to Richton by less than 11 points, they're still in the playoffs. As a four seed. As a four seed. If they lose to Richton by more than 11 points, they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And Sebastopol, who Stringer beat 42-7, to leapfrogs Richton to the three seed, Richton because of a win over Richton early yes. in the season, and because also of a win against uh, Resurrection Catholic. Yes, the head to heads there matter. Yeah, Sebastopol goes to three seed. Stringer goes to four seed. Just to make a note, I did not know this, nor I. I'm, I'm like ninety five percent sure. That Stringer's coaching staff didn't know, didn't know this. No, because when we went up there to talk to Coach uh, prior to the thing, he told us if they beat Sacred Heart, they're in the playoffs. Right. But because of some stuff that happened outside of that game in that region, um, now we're in this situation where it, it goes to point spreads and if this happens, if that happens. So. Right. I, I had someone message me privately and was like because I, I tallied it up and I realized this Monday uh, what was going on and someone was like well you know you wrote that they were in the postseason and they they were until chaos with all these other games happen which which typically does not happen <clears throat> but 
because of the points and because everything's happening, uh, it went from them locking down a spot. So I was not trying to share fake news on purpose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was wild. Uh, like I said, pretty sure that the, the coaching staff didn't know uh, about this. But yeah, all this at the time. Be, yeah, at the time. But all of this, like you said, can be solved if Stringer just goes to yes. and takes care of business. So, like I said, six and five Stringer traveling to Richmond, who is also six and five, and the last game in the area, which will be the biggest. You have uh, unbeaten Picayune will be traveling to Wayne County to take on the War Eagles. The War Eagles are 8-2 on the season. And even though there's two losses uh, for Wayne County on the season, they were not losses in region play. So both of these teams are fighting for the region title. Uh, the winner of this game will be the first seed, and the loser will be the second seed. So it's going to be a big game there in Waynesboro. Kevin, what games do you have in your area? Right. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is this. I believe it's this Saturday. Presbyterian Christian, who is five and six, they will travel to Florida uh, and face Holmes County in a bowl game. Uh, we kind of know that Presbyterian Christian, you know the story mm-hmm. about them with the postseason ban, you know, all that controversy, not even that. They they found a team in Florida to play, and they're calling it a bowl game. Uh, so they will travel there. To play Holmes County, who is five and five of what I gather. Um, moving back to Mississippi, uh, you have round one of the playoffs. Purvis six and five uh, taking on Pat Christian seven and three. This is a rematch of a week three matchup, regular season matchup. Uh, Purvis fell to Pat Christian thirty nine to thirty six. That was a very very close game, and it was almost the turning point uh, to Purvis' season. Really, they got really close. Uh, to beating Pastor Christian. Uh, so I talked to uh, Coach Hankins today, and his team is really, really excited to get another shot at, at them. Uh, another playoff game that you have is Collins 3-7. They're playing uh, Mint County, who is 6-5. Another playoff game is North Forest, who's also 3-7. They are going to Wesson, who is 7-4. Uh, Thursday night game is Pedal at Terry. I would probably go to that game, but there's really nothing on the line uh, there. Uh, Pedal's wrapped up their district. They're the one seed. I talked to Coach Boyles this week. He's pretty much said these kids are relaxed, they're comfortable. Uh, they still obviously want Want to win uh, against Terry? Not, not saying that you know that's not important because they want to finish the season strong. But just that feeling, that pressure is off of them. Uh, you have Hattiesburg; they got to win, win, and you're in against East Central. East Central is not a pushover. They lost to Wayne County by two, forty-two to forty, and then they held Picayune to their lowest points total, <clears throat> well, thirty-five this year. But Hattiesburg, they're kind of rolling, and I feel like they'll get a win. But if they don't, they're not in the playoffs. Mount Olive, who is five and six, plays Lumberton, and this is where some more craziness can happen. If I'm not mistaken, if Mount Olive beats Lumberton and beats them by a certain point total, Mount Olive could get in as a four seed. But I'm not exactly sure. Can't remember if they're, they're mathematically eliminated or not, but I think I saw that if Mount wins, somehow they get in here. But it's going to take a lot. I'm yeah, not even I, getting I into that. I don't think there's a, a path for them. <laughs> yeah, it, it would uh, take like it would take an act of God. 
Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, Sacred Heart, and this is another one, Sacred Heart, who is winless. If they were to upset Sebastopol, they would be Stringer's best friend because then Sebastopol would be mathematically eliminated from the yes. playoffs. So, and rightly so. Yeah, rightly so. I'm not, that's my team. I can't tell you that. Uh, just edit that out. Uh, but yeah, so if Sacred Heart pulls the upset and gets the win, uh, they'll be they'll be Stringer's best friend. So you can see my predictions at sports601.com. All right, uh, before we wrap up this podcast, let's talk a little college football and just kind of give you an update of, of who all is playing this week. You got UAB at Southern Miss, uh, what time is that game, Kevin? 2.30 game 2:30. time. 2.30. Uh, then you have Mississippi State. They're having an open date. And then New Mexico State will travel to Oxford to play Ole Miss. And uh, there's going to be your college games that will be going on here in the state of Mississippi Saturday. Uh, be sure to check us out at sports601.com for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports updates, articles, photos, and videos. Until next week, I'll see you out on the field in SoSo Thursday night and Taylorsville Friday night. And you can uh, find Kevin out in Oak Grove Friday night. And obviously, I think Thursday, you're going to yeah. come to West Johns with me. And uh, you want to try to head out to SoSo and see the most things. Witness that excellent end to the regular season. So, uh, yeah, Uh, like I said, be sure to check us out on sports601.com. See you later.